It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Fresca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's 807 95.5 WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves with Georgia Gardner, Ashley Frask with the Inquisitive Gardener. That's the name we decided for you? I think so. I like yeah. it. The Inquisitive Gardener is here with me as well, answering questions at 404-872-0750. Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery will be with us this morning at 835 to bring us the plant that will be on sale for 20% off at all Pike Nursery locations. And we'll give you a hint at something we've talked about. A number Already of times this morning, this morning. so something that you'll be able to get at Pike Nursery this weekend for twenty percent off. You got to stay tuned. It blooms too. <laughs> Paula is in Sonoy and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Paula. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. How can we help? I, I have moved into a new subdivision about a year ago in Sonoya, and they have a boxwood hedge across the front of all of the homes. Mm-hmm. And the boxwoods, I think, are wintergreens. Okay. We have done everything to keep these boxwoods from dying. Mm-hmm. They um, are very bronze right now, mm-hmm. a lot bronzer than they were last year. My husband um, loosened the soil around them. Um, we fertilized them. We didn't get any new growth on them this year. And our neighbors are all kind of having the same problems. We were the first ones here, so we have the most damage. So we were thinking about replacing them with Ilex hollies. Yeah, and when were they planted, did you say, Paula? Uh, They were planted um, last a year ago, August. Okay. (laughs) It is a little wetter there. It seems like it uh, the yard kind of slopes towards the sidewalk, and they're right in front of the sidewalk. I will tell you, Paula, the, the, they're both the same thing, but in different directions. Let's put it that way. The thing that makes boxwoods unhappy is root systems that either A, get too dry, or B, get too wet. Um, they have a very fine root system that if it does not spread very far and stay soggy from a downspout or the rain or how the landscape slopes in one direction or another, then they're not happy then. And if you dry them out during the summer, which we had a bad drought this year and they weren't watered particularly well, then they get unhappy there too. And bronzing is normal on a lot of boxwoods, but you say it's more bronzy than it was last year now. Yes. Hmm. So do you want to take a chance and try to bring them back, or do you want to plant the hollies? I would like to bring them back. So here's what I would do. This is what I was told by the Charlie Tucker. Charlie Tucker, wow, how long ago has that been? Charlie Tucker was my first county extension service leader when I started in Clayton County in 1973. Oh, and my goodness. Charlie Tucker told me that cottonseed meal was the bomb was the best was the only thing he would ever recommend anybody put on their box was it makes them happy so for you paula yeah okay you got there's got to be a little feed store somewhere around that you can go to the feed store and say i need some cottonseed meal they say what do you have goats you feed your goats you say no i want to use cottonseed meal on my boxwoods and they'll send you a 50 pound bag for you know 15 bucks 
and go out to your boxwoods and put a layer of cottonseed meal, yeah, quarter inch, half inch maybe, underneath each plant. Uh, water it to make it stick together and then put some leaves on top of it or mulch, I guess, to hold it down so it doesn't blow away. And see if Charlie was right. Okay, and um, is that something I should go ahead and do in the winter? You is can it do it now help because it this, this is actually and I were talking this morning about slow-release organic fertilizers all take a while before they dissolve, before they get to be active in the root zone. And so, yeah, go ahead and do it now. Okay. Well, I'll right. give that a try, and if it doesn't work, I'm going to the Hollies. Now, Paula, I have another thing to work on with you. Where are you from originally? I was born in Vienna, Virginia, mm -hmm. but I am uh, have been in Georgia for 33 years. I actually worked for a fr with a friend of uh, yours, who Stephen Stephen Stinchcomb. Of course, Steve Stinchcomb. I'm so sorry to hear his older brother passed away last week. Yes, he yeah. did a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the thing I wanted to pass on to you, Paula, from Charlie Tucker, 1973, is the town in which you live is Sonoy. Don't put that A on the end of it. It is <laughs> Your name is Paul. Okay. Don't put the A there, on the end of Paul. Lots of, everybody has a different um, uh, pronunciation. Yeah, Traffic reporters, we make the same mistake There's as only well. one right pronunciation for those of us from Fayette <laughs> County. Snowy. The less syllables, the better. No syllables in the word Snowy. Well, well, Fayetteville, they also say Fayetteville. Uh, take out a syllable or yeah, two. Take yeah, out a syllable. <laughs> Bet County, Sonoy, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Paula. We'll see you soon. All right. All right. Bye-bye. 12 minutes past the hour, and let's see. Susan is in here. Susan, join us at Lonnie Garden. Susan. Uh, hey, how are hey, you doing? You're doing great. How can we help you real quick, Susan? Hey, I can help you real quick. Um I have a moose of bashu. Yeah, the banana. Um, it's tr it's turned into like a giant grove in yeah. the backyard. Yeah. Um, they're uh, most of them are like twenty feet tall. Yeah. And um, I didn't cut them back last year. Yeah. Because it didn't get cold enough. Mm, I um, think you need to cut them back this year, Susan. They get real tattered, raggedy looking, and I think they all need to come yeah. down to about four or five feet and see what happens and let the little babies, frankly, let the babies sprout back out. That's, okay. I think um, that'll work fine. Because there's no, as we told uh, Chris just a minute ago, the babies are the real way that bananas you know, reproduce themselves. And so the mother, those big, tall, 20-foot guys are not going to do much for you in the future. They really should go and let the babies just re-sprout around it. Let them be your, your big grove back there behind. Emily is in Lawrenceville and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, hey Walter. Hey. Um, wanted to know if you got a chance to examine your paper bush. This is that conversation we had last week about your paper bush flowers were crumbling in your fingers. And I said, hey, I haven't checked with mine. As soon as I got home, I went over to my paper bush and touched the flowers. They crumbled in my fingers. Really? Oh. Yes. Just like you said. After the, after the rain, there's like even more white on the ground mm. where they're, you know, falling apart. Yeah. yeah. So um, I did touch a few more. They still crumbled. Yep. Um, so I stopped touching them, <laughs> hoping that one of them would stay on there. I did the but same the thing. The blooms, I mean, the the tree is loaded. Yeah. And 
um, they developed just like they normally would, but and they've had some growth on them, but now they're, like I said, they're just crumbling. Again, my so, Walter, theory, what do you think may have happened? I think it's that cold weather. But what was the snap, uh, Ash? It was about two weeks ago when it just went zoomed down to 23 or 4 or something Yeah, it like was that. about two, two and a half weeks ago. And it caused my paper bush, like yours, Emily, not to have any yellow fall color at all, just green and then drop off. Mm-hmm. And I think that cold weather probably is the only thing I can think of that would cause the flowers to deteriorate like they have. And I'm going to leave mine alone. I think you will, too. We'll yeah. see. When January rolls around, if we have flowers, we'll be happy. If they don't have any, we'll say, eh, 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 we need Walter, I, um, I took your advice, yours and Mickey's, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. But I also, I didn't know at the time, but I've heard you since say, I planted mine next to my Daphne, and I said, I did too. Uh, good. And so I really get the wonderful fragrance, but, of course, the paper bush sort of takes the show, you know. But then on the other end of my backyard, I have um, winter honeysuckle. So I really enjoy the smell of my yard when they are blooming. And the reason when I first looked at the paper bush at Pike's, and um, I I thought, that's a hyacinth on a stick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, smells, it is yeah. just so wonderful. But um, but in another area, I have uh, tea olives, so I get a good fragrance sure, a good yeah, bit yeah, of the yeah. time, you know. Yeah, you but some... I will miss the magic this year. of the paper bush. I don't think the bush itself is going to be harmed from the freeze. The flowers, maybe we keep our fingers crossed for that. And don't forget, the one of my favorite fragrances is from the Confederate Jasmine. I've got a Confederate Jasmine vine over at Arbor near my front of the house. Every year when it blooms, I'm thinking, whoa, you are so sweet and nice and good. But paper bush, we'll see about that. Daphne, hopefully we're not harmed. And while Daphne's will bloom, it'll be pretty, even though a paper bush might not. It's 817. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slate. Did you know you can listen to Walter Reeves on Saturday mornings on your Amazon Echo or Dot? And me too, weekday mornings. Just say, Alexa, play WSB. And we're on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Walter. Ashley Frasca joining Walter Reeves this morning. This is Lawn and Garden Show on 95.5 WSB. Finley Roofing brings you your weather update today. Mostly to partly cloudy skies, a high of 52, a low of 37. Tomorrow, much better. Mostly sunny, a high of around 60 and lows in the mid-40s. So stay tuned. In 10 minutes, your complete weather forecast comes up. Jerry in Fairburn comes up right this minute. Hey, Jerry, good morning. Good morning. How you all doing? Great. Great. What's up? All right. I got something for you guys to smell since y'all was talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> smells good or smells good or bad. <laughs> uh, if you like the smell of onions, come yeah. to my yard when I cut the grass. <laughs> I do like that. I do well, like that. I don't that. know if it's that good. Wild <laughs> onion? Wild onions, yeah, that's what he's talking about. <laughs> and I'm trying to get rid of them. I, I look like a little kid crying because yeah. I don't want to cut the grass. <laughs> Jerry, one of the things that was interesting about my childhood is that we had onions in the pasture. And, of course, the cows would occasionally get into them and eat them. And when the cows eat onions, of course, the milk tastes like onions, mm. which is not a great uh, race. But no. my mother would make chocolate syrup, homemade chocolate syrup, to mix in with the milk so it did not taste bad. So yeah. I sort of liked onions in the pasture, <laughs> the smell and all that. Because you got the sweet chocolate, huh? So you want to get you want to get rid of the onions, Jerry? As soon as possible. ASAP. All right, I got it. Here we go. One, two, three. 
Um, the the onions, because they have obviously lots of bulbs underneath the ground, not right. all of them are up at one time. So if you spray a, a weed killer onto the leaves, you won't get all the bulbs because each leaf cor- corresponds to one bulb under the ground. If you kill all the leaves above ground, fine. There's still 20 more underneath the ground that will sprout next month. So the stuff to use is image, I-M-A-G-E, image. And it says on the label image for nutgrass, but it also kills onions. And the image, you uh, spray it on the ground, you apply it to each clump, or you can just do the whole yard if you've got a lot of onions. And the rain, hopefully the rain will come, or you can irrigate it in if you want. But the rain, take the image chemical down to the onion bulbs, and that way it gets all of them, not just one or two or three, but all of the bulbs underground. And uh, with uh, good luck on it, you should get 90% control. Sound like a plan. That's yeah. a liquid, correct? It is. Yeah, concentrate. Okay. You mix it up with a sprayer, and uh, it'll show you on the label how to ap- how to apply it. But that's probably the easiest way to control onions. If you need an organic way, I got an organic way, Jerry. Not one. Uh, oh, I know about your organic. Digging stuff. it up and trying to water <laughs> it. And, okay, I won't go into that then. Oh, my aching back. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, I, I admit it. Yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, the lady that called in about the leaves in her uh, head shrub. Yeah, sure. If she got a little powerful little blower, on, if they're not real yeah, tall. I thought the same thing. Make... Why does she want to prune the shrub when she could just blow it or rake it by hand or something like that? That was <laughs> right. odd. But I'll let her do whatever she wants to do. Whatever she right. wants well, to do. That was going to be my suggestion for Christmas. <laughs> blow it for Christmas or blow it yourself and get the leaves out of there. That's exactly right. Uh, you can pay somebody to come, some kids to come over there and pick all the leaves out. But anyway, that's all. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> Make Jerry, them have a Christmas present. I do appreciate the call. Great call. Thank Good you, sir. Good to hear from you, Jerry. And y'all have a Merry Christmas. Stay out of trouble, too. Oh, will do. <laughs> we will try our best. It's 8.26, and we don't have any more time for this caller. But in, of course, in the next half hour, Mickey Gasway will join us from Pike Nursery. One of the things you can do during the week is you can go to my website. If you see a book there that might be of interest to you, I have three garden books that might make my Christmas present out of it. My mama owns every single she one. She does. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Yeah. I have and the, guess who mails you? If you order one of Walter Reeves' gardening books, guess who mails it to you? Me. Yes. My fingerprints you are all yourself. over that right. envelope. That is, I was amazed to know that. I just thought too. you hired I'll people to do it. sign your name to it. Sign my name to it anyway. I'll sign your name if you want to, uh, Ashley Frasca. She did not write the book, but she's <laughs> still my friend. Uh, go to my website, click on the button that says Walter's Bookshelf. You can order the Georgia Getting Started Guide, the Georgia Month by Month Gardener, or the Georgia Fruit and Vegetable Book. All those things useful for gardeners to know what to do, when to do it, and how to grow the vegetables and the fruits. It even includes uh, nuts and herbs in there a little bit, too, as well. It's 828 News Talk WSB at 95.5 WSB. Atlanta's News and Talk. We'll be back after news. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at 95.5 WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's 836 at 95.5 WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. 
The inquisitive gardener, Ashley Frasca, along with Walter Reeves, the Georgia gardener. I think that name's going to stick. It might. Years ago, I went from <laughs> switchblade teddy bear oh, to now man. the inquisitive gardener. The switchblade teddy That was a great nickname. That I was. Like Thank that. you. Thank you, Scott Maxim, for that nickname. <laughs> but I think the inquisitive gardener makes, makes a good statement about yeah. what you do and how you do it. The inquisitive gardener is going to be joined by the uh, knowledgeable gardener, Mickey Gasway, this morning from Pike Nursery. Hi, Mickey. Good morning. How are y'all? We are great. great, as you can probably tell. So, I can tell. I, did you open the email that I sent you last night late, Mickey? I, I, well, I started looking at it. It went and went and went and went, and That's I got sleepy, and I was baking cookies, and I didn't finish it. So, um, we'll talk about something going. in that email in just a minute. After you okay. tell us, what is the Pike Pick of the Weekend 20% off? Well, in, I think in the ad it says Christmas cactus, but it is uh, holiday cactus, Thanksgiving cactus. Why do we say holiday cactus rather than Thanksgiving and Christmas cactus? Well, they're two different ones, and most us- but what we usually refer to all of them is Christmas cactus. Yeah. But they're actually different ones. They're in the same genus but different species. And the Thanksgiving and they cactus bloom, is one bloom easier, earlier. easier to force into flower and bloom earlier, and that's what pipes well, sell more easily. That's right. I think they're blooming at the right time. Yeah. Yep. And that's why that's why people are and they are easy. I mean, you know, easy, 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 and it's easy to tell the difference. We know how to tell the difference. The tell, well, go ahead pointy, and tell. How do you know the difference between Thanksgiving and Christmas cacti? Well, they've got the little the little lobes on the on the Christmas cactus. The lobes are kind of rounded, where on the um, the Thanksgiving cactus they're pointy. Yeah. They look like they call it. I, I saw somebody when I was looking at this. They call them crab cactus. And I thought, oh, that's a good oh. Name for, for the Thanksgiving yeah, one, it does. Yeah, kind of, yeah. The leaf does it's kind of resemble a little crab. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a pretty good idea. Well, the thing that I emailed to you and, and asked you last night taught me something new about the Christmas and Thanksgiving cactus that I thought was very interesting to know. One initial thing that it pointed out is that. Neither one are real true cacti, mm-hmm. not cactuses, but we yes, call them I'm, cactus for reasons unknown. Why do we call them that? Was that in the ad? I was too sleepy to they, read it. They didn't tell why they did it. It <laughs> says they're not cactus. Don't be t- calling them cactus. But I do. You do. Everybody else does. The well, other, I read somewhere else they were epiphytes. Is that right? Exactly. The oh. other thing that I learned is they're Oh, epiphytes. I read that before. They live yeah. up in trees normally in their natural range, and they're pollinated by hummingbirds. Really? Yeah, that was the part that fascinated me. Hummingbirds, the flowers themselves are tubular. Everybody knows the Christmas cactus flowers. They are tubular, and hummingbirds are the main pollinators. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. You learn something new every day. I don't I don't absorb much late at night. I'm a morning person. (laughs) (laughs) I absorb just enough. But that is fascinating. Just enough to forward. And I did learn also that the... um, um, what do you call the thing that sticks out? The um, of the, the flower. Stamen. Stamen. The uh, stamen yeah. is yellow. Yeah. In um, in Thanksgiving cactus, and it's uh, kind of a purpley color in the other one. Oh, I didn't notice that myself. Ooh, look at I this. didn't notice it. Either. I read that too. Mm. I read that too. I was looking for different, different. I mean, you can look at them and tell what it is. But I figured people were really knowledgeable. They would know some different. All things. three of us. Our IQs are higher today than they were this morning. <laughs> 
from so hanging out together, right? Let us let us summarize here because the main thing we want to do is save our pike customers money, and that That's is right. going to be easy to do because Christmas cactus is such an easy plant to purchase for yourself, for as a gift, for decoration in the house, to give to someone else. They're all twenty percent off every pike location all over Atlanta. That's right. You know, one more thing I want to say. Whenever I do a houseplant class, and I always say, who's got the oldest houseplant? It's always either a jade plant or a Christmas cactus. Wow. Everybody's got their grandmother's. You know, I know a lot of people that have got them that are 50 and 75 sure. years old. So. Yeah, they're easy to so, And it's a great pass-along pass plant. Along, yeah. Right. yeah, easy plant. Okay, do. that's all. Any other classes, <laughs> anything coming up on Pike we need to know about? Uh, we've got a, a, a houseplant class and a bird class coming up in January, so okay. be sure to check out those. Well, I wonder where we'd find out. Where would we find every location of Pike Nursery? Where would we find details about the classes? At Pike at PikeNursery.com. Indeed we would. Mickey, it's great talking to you. See you next Saturday. Have a great Saturday. All right. Bye-bye. 404 gets you in this morning. If you want to talk about gardening, we are here to talk about it with you. Walter in Covington joins us. Hey, Walter. Good morning. Good morning, Clark. How are you and Ashley and the audience? How can we help, Walter? Yeah. I'm looking for some organic uh, compost. Yeah. That doesn't have. Uh, I need it by the truckload because oh, yeah. I, I'm having um, box garden. It's going to be on about an acre and a half. Wow! But wow. but the whole acre and a half is not going to be for uh, gardening. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going to have uh, um, maybe about a maybe about a half uh, half an acre. Uh, a garden, okay. organic garden. Okay, and the rest of it. And I need, need it by the truckload, by the tangerum or dump truck. Uh, um, you know, the second, the third best way for me, to, I could do it, pick it up myself. Yeah, but I prefer for somebody to deliver it because it's going to be a lot. If you Google, if you go online and just say, where's the closest landscape materials, landscape supply place, not not Pike, they don't sell it by the truckload, but there are places that have, I call them um, cribs or yards, there'll be, that they have great big uh, cribs that have in them sand, gravel, and most of the time they have uh, chicken uh, litter, they have uh, worm castings, and mm-hmm. other things they mix up together to make a very rich topsoil or they can just buy the compost by itself i would just do that go online i don't know who's closest to covington to tell you i go to atlanta landscape materials up on buford highway um there are others around us by the yard down in fayetteville but there's i'm sure somebody closer than that to covington mm-hmm. <clears throat> so rockdale county or covington there's got to be somebody called landscape materials yard or you can Type in sand purveyor near me, sand sales near me, or gravel sales, and they're almost all are going to have the truckloads of organic compost dumped in your yard right there. Okay. Now, do I need to ask the question, does they use the chicken manure or either rabbit manure to to uh, make their compost? Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people do it different. I don't know. Why, why would you? Why would you be worried about that? Why would you? What's the difference to you between the two? Well, because uh, chemical. I'm a, I'm afraid of chemical being put in there and like scraps from the table. They use. Uh, it's not organic. 
No, ask yeah. ask certainly before you when you uh, are going to the landscape yard. But chicken uh-huh. manure is chicken manure doesn't have usually, as far as I know, chemicals in it. Rabbits, not not anything in that either that I'm aware of. Right, right. Okay, then I was I was I, I would go ahead and look uh, go online and and look that up and see could I find one closer. In a couple of years, be sure to send us a picture of your box garden and everything, Walter. It should look great. I would love to see something like that. Well, I'm starting now. As next week, I they uh, got a man coming out clearing, yeah. clearing my uh, the trees and underbrush, and then I would I would draw out my plan. When I draw out my plan, I will send it to you. So, because they want to. Sir. The before and after pictures would be great, or the progress pictures is what I'd like to see as well. So just take a picture every couple of weeks, send it on, and I would love to see it, Walter. I think it would be just fascinating to see this huge project you're taking on, and uh, I just I think it would be fun. That's what you do. Thanks for calling, Walter. We've got to go on to Charles. Charles is in Lawrenceville and joins us. Charles, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Charles? Um, I have several groupings of azalea, um, camellia, that one will bloom, but the others do nothing. Hmm. Always the same plant that does that? I'm sorry? Is it always the same plant that blooms and the same one that does not bloom? Yes. All right. What that tells me is there's something going on with the root system. Plants want to bloom. And I take that as a given. Every plant wants to bloom. It wants to propagate itself, have seeds and everything else. If it cannot bloom, does not bloom, then something is interfering with its ability to absorb nutrients or water or something like that. So Um, that is what I think is going on with a non-blooming shrub. They, They want to do what they want to do. And if they're not, then there's something interfering with that process. Yeah, I mean, I have irrigation from my pond, um, and all the plants are doing well as far as growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the soil tested, and they advised me to add lime. Yeah, yeah, and it could be how long? How old are these plants? And Charles, I don't have a lot of time, so go ahead and go real quickly. How old are these plants, Charles? Uh, two years. How many? Say again. Two years old. Two years old. You know, another thing, they're sort of young. They're young, Charles. So that may be the major thing right there. The root system, again, the the uh, source may be the root system, but they're not very big right now. So I think that may be the most likely ex- explanation. They're simply young now. They're two years old. Okay. Well, I'll just try to be more patient. <laughs> I wish I could patent a, bi- a bag of patience that I could sell. And that makes a lot of money. I'd say apply two pounds of Walter Special Patience, and uh, you go out to the Pike Nursery and get a five, get a five pound bag of it, five dollar bag of it, and I would make a bunch of money. That you really would. Maybe Ashley's in Walter's five pounds of Patience bag right done. here. Consider it done. All right, let's do it. It's eight forty seven. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news and traffic teams will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get to work on time and informed. Now back to Walter Reeves and his lawn and garden expertise on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. 
And before you start your day, we want to give you a weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today, high of 52, lows in the mid to upper 30s, mostly cloudy to partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, beautiful day, a high of 60, low of around 46. Your complete weather forecast comes up in 10 minutes on 95.5 WSP. Then turn right. Your microphone, Walter. There you go. Lisa, (laughs) you're listening to me. Listen to me, not Waze. We heard waves. (laughs) Sorry, I'm I'm on my way somewhere. All right, Um, we figured you were. How can we help, Lisa? So, um, I have dogwoods that usually have, like, these, like, suckers coming up, and they're like trees, you know, from the bottom. Um, So, can I cut those and root them? Hmm, Like, will they grow onto a new tree? You mean suckers coming directly from the lower trunk of the dogwood? Yes. Hmm. Uh, theoretically, yes. Practically, no. How about that? Okay. In other so, words, do you have a greenhouse, Lisa? No. In that case, no. You cannot root the dogwoods. <laughs> it's hard to root dogwood cuttings in the first place, and without a greenhouse and a way to control temperature and humidity and all the other weird things you have to do, not a chance. So, um, and then, so I guess the dogwoods just grow from seeds? Yeah, dogwoods grow from seeds. That's the way they're mostly propagated from seed or from cuttings. If you have a special flower or you know a red dogwood or one that's variegated or something like that, they're cut, they're propagated from cuttings, but they're done by professionals with greenhouses, not uh, uh, not Lisa and Walter okay. and Ashley. And then also dealing with dogwoods, when you have an old dogwood and they start getting like you know like new branches along the the branches, is it worth keeping? Or, you know, I've got some dogwoods that are like 20-something years old. They're uh, 20 to 25 years is about average for a dogwood to last. And so my Mm -hmm. thinking is you're seeing some what's called epicormic branching. And epicormic branches when you have the little sprouts all along the limbs and the trunk and that of a tree. And it says this tree is stressed. This tree is uh, not healthy, not happy, and... It's like the Titanic. Oh. Once you have a tree with epicormic branches, you can't turn it around easily. Oh, so no. uh-huh. I'm thinking the dogwood is is not going oh, to be very sad. long. <laughs> okay. Sad All right. Well, thank you very much. It's our pleasure Drive to safe. service to you. Yeah, go back to Waze there, for goodness sakes. You know, Waze is actually pretty happy. The Atlanta traffic team is even more helpful. But if you need turn-by-turn directions, I use Waze now more than I used to and can find my way around to places I never knew. You remember when we had to go on MapQuest and you actually had to print out the directions oh to take with you? I remember using maps. Yeah, oh yeah, that you too. you printed them out, maps. <laughs> yes. I fold the darn thing and have it all over the front seat and just try to best to refold it again. You can't do that, so you get mad at it and crush it into the... Drive into yep. the glove box. When I went away to college in Athens, which was not super far from Woodstock, but my parents bought me a map, a road map, That's just sweet. so I didn't get lost. Yeah. That is sweet. Yeah. And then when you got to Athens, you found your way to every place you needed to go, including all the restaurants and <clears throat> bars. Oh, and yeah. Right. Places. And the library and <laughs> <laughs> places like that. Well, good. Glad to hear that. Of course, this morning, if you did not get your questions answered, you can always go to my website, WalterReeves.com. And uh, type in a couple of words in the search line, and usually there'll be something that I've written about it. I have thousands of articles, thousands on the website. And we know Dave Mm -hmm. Baker and Clark Howard are standing by, ready for Clark's Christmas Kids. Please stay tuned from 9 to noon at the Walmarts in Cumming and Duluth. Help out Georgia's foster children. We really appreciate you.
course, I appreciate Ashley Frasca for being with me this morning, being inquisitive about gardening, asking questions that I didn't think to ask myself. Ashley does a great job on Saturday mornings. Crystal Wheeler screened our calls this morning. Jason Byers brings us the best garden radio music on the planet. The man brings this interesting music we haven't heard before. We appreciate that. Thank you, Jason. 404-872-0750, the number on any other show on WSB. But right now, we are going home. We'll see you next week. Have a good weekend.